Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. Uh, Excited about um, the second half of this conversation with Jason Andino. If you didn't get the first half, you're going to want to go back. Jason has a background and a history in... um, in theater. He's done a lot of that. He's done, uh, he's worked for Disney. He's been on cruise ships. Uh, he's had a rock band or a m- bunch of rock bands. I'm not sure if it's a lot of them, but one that I saw that was just amazing in concert. Jason's been a worship leader for a really long time in the middle of that, even when he had a foot high Mohawk. And, uh, so, uh, a couple of years ago, he found himself transitioning away from performance, quote unquote. Okay. So, or maybe, his career based on how he performs on Friday night to a career of leading people towards Jesus in worship. And I think it's an interesting conversation because a lot of people have a problem with performance and worship leading and where those connect and where they don't. And I just want to get some clarity on that from a guy who's lived in both worlds. And so um, last week, uh, Jason, by the way, welcome back. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Now we just keep this conversation going, man. So, when you're singing on a stage for uh, Dis- at Disneyland, or if you're on a cruise ship, you know, for old people, you've really you've really sung for the preschoolers to like cradle to the grave, bro. I just thought about that. That's real, yeah, <laughs> and everything in between. And so, uh, so what are the similarities in the way that you approach, you know, a rock concert or a Disney show or a musical? And the way that you approach leading worship in a church on Sunday, yeah, there there is there's something like you know, we we talked about before, like to knowing your your audience, knowing mm-hmm. who you're who you're connecting with. But um, the you know a deeper part of that is that we are all still six year olds who won our gold star at the end of the day. So a lot of encouragement and a lot of participation and a lot of, Mm -hmm. Oh, that was amazing. You guys, thanks for worshiping with us. Or man, I heard you guys singing that song out there. Oh, but we got to do more of this. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, there's some extra seats up in the choir or, you know what I mean? Just, just consistent encouragement to participate because everybody likes to play the game. They really do. Even, even the dude in the back who has his arms folded and who doesn't look up, um, you know, during your worship set, you're like, oh, dude hates my face. Yeah. Um, you start to connect with him. He'll be the one who comes up to you. He, see, he still won't move, but he'll be the one who comes up to you real quiet at the end of the service and goes, that him broke my heart. And he's got tears in his eyes and he's going to mm. give you a hug and he's not going to, he won't hug anybody else the rest of the week. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's so you. very, very, um, it, you know, in, when you encourage people um, to participate in worship, um, that is something that I learned doing rock shows, you know, all right, everybody get your hands up. Let's go. We're doing this together. We're in it together. We're an yeah. army. We're bang. You know, that same thing works when you're, when you're standing in front of your congregation and you say, Jesus said that he will establish his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yes. And then you remind the congregation, Hey, you guys, the gates of hell, the gates don't move. Gates are a defensive position. What does that mean? There you go. That means we're advancing. Let's go. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so there is a, there there is a hype element to it. There is, but you know, just because the um, just because the 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 feel is the same, or the call to arms, if you want to call it, that sounds the same. You really have to listen to what you're hype about, right? I can get hype about the gates of hell not prevailing against God's church, in the way that before I could get hype about, hey man, let's go out and party. 
I feel it's not, it's not the, it's not the same. It's, it's probably a bigger hype because now we're talking about things that are eternal and right. real and fulfilling and yeah, things that I mean, are very important in, in this life and the next. So um, yeah, it's, I think it's great for worship leaders to be okay. Getting hype about what's real. I mean, on Sunday after church, when you're home and you're screaming your face off your favorite football team, why can't you do that for Jesus on Sunday? Oh, dude, that's so good, man. I think I may have to come up to Lebanon and check out one of your services and, you know, learn from you on getting people hype. (laughs) It's a slow process. (laughs) Um, Why do you think that people are, um, why do you think that people struggle with this whole conversation sometimes, Jason, in production and performance and worship leading and stuff? Where do you think that comes from? Well, I, I think that, uh, I think that people get confused or caught up in, um, Hey, you know, the, okay. I think it goes down to, to a, a big debate that, that is still happening in the church. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it'll ever go away. Who is the Sunday service for? Yeah, it's good. Is the Sunday service for the saints? Is it for <laughs> believers? Right. Is that who we cater everything to? Yeah. Or is it for the lost? Um, sometimes as worship leaders, we have to ride that fine line and there've got to be elements for the saints and there've got to be elements for the lost. And there are some, I mean, it depends on, on your senior pastor and you've got to talk to your senior pastor about, Hey, who is, who is Sunday for? Once you, if you don't know what that's, that's a conversation you've got to have. You need to know what your pastor says Sunday is all about. And that will help you tremendously in shaping your sets, how you, uh, how you do what you do, how you speak to your team, how you encourage the people in the seats. Um, here, I feel like we have kind of a hybrid model. Yeah. So, you know, the, the lost are encouraged and invited and we want them to feel welcome. We want people to land here and be ah, comfortable. I'm not like, this isn't a weird place to be. Even if I haven't been in church in a long time, there's good coffee. People are saying hi to me. I'm, I have a little space if I want to. Hey, okay. That, that first song kind of thumps in a way that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Hey man, I remember this song from my grandma's church. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, and, and also the way that we, that we speak, I mean, we, we want to connect people to Jesus. That is our mission statement here at Urban Crest, connecting people to Jesus. Um, I think that some believers need to be reconnected to Jesus, but also the lost need to be directly connected to Jesus. So when we have service elements that, that can do both, we are in the sweet spot. There are some churches you might hear your pastor say, no, Sunday is about the lost. Let's get them in there. So then you got to think about, okay, well, what, what are, what are lost people listening to? Yeah. Where, you know, where are they hanging out? What are they doing? Um, You know, what's, what's connecting with them and you got to go there, whether you're comfortable with it or, or not, you better get comfortable with it. We should be as believers the least offendable people on the planet. You know, I think about that hype thing you're talking about uh, and then you're like, well, some people would say, well, this is for the believer. That's your, that's your argument that some people would say, mm-hmm. but you know, let's just talk about a, a rock show. Mm-hmm. So, so who's, who's the, the audience in a rock, rock show? show? The saved, the rock fans, you know what I mean? They're the ones that are already convinced of rock yep. and yet they cater and yet they still try to work at getting them engaged more. It's not like they just go, okay, we're just going to play a few rock songs because y'all already like, no. I mean, you're like grabbing people by the throat as a rock singer and trying to bring people into the song even more. I mean, look at Bono or, you know, in country, look at, 
I mean, look at, uh, you know, Keith Urban or something. These people that just are so good at bringing the, bringing the people that already love them and paid $100 to get there, already bringing them even deeper into the moment, you know? Right. All right. We talked about some similarities, um, you know, authentic, authenticity and, you know, excellence. And we talked about knowing your audience. And those things are the same whether you're, produ- whether you're you know, whether you're in, uh, you know, production world or performance world or whether you're in church or anywhere, you got to know those things. And why don't we turn that around a little bit and just talk about some stuff that's way different. I mean, what's, what's way different as a performer, you know, getting paid to perform versus a worship leader trying to connect people to Jesus? Um, wow. Well, first off, you got a way better boss. Um, (laughs) (laughs) working for the King of Kings is way better than working for me. Yeah. Right. But, uh, so that's, you know, that's, that's number one, but number, number two, um, I mean, I guess it, it's along those same lines. It's, it's, it's less about me, me, me. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the things that, um, one of the things that, that drew me to the stage is because is, is the fact that the attention and the applause is amazing. It's, a, it's, right. it's, 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 it's a high it's, it's something that, um, that it gets me hyped. It makes me want to do another thing. That's why I've done so, so many things. Um, and you know, I, I don't know if, the, and I, I know you've heard me say this phrase before, and if it's, if it's too much for the podcast, you can just, you can just blank it out if you want to, <laughs> but you know, I spent my career as a professional attention whore. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I could get a crowd to watch me do it, I learned how to juggle. I learned how to walk on stilts. Yeah. I learned how to do, you know, various kinds of stuff stage makeup, stage combat. Like if I could get a crowd of people to watch and be happy and applaud, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's, right. that was my entire career. And that's, yeah. that's, that afforded me so, so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was all about like people going, Ooh, look at what he can do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, about me, 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 me. Now the cool thing about doing that before being a worship leader is now I know the tools that I have in the bag. I know yeah. the colors I have in my palette yeah. um, and I can do what I do. And at the end of it, say, let's give it up for Jesus. Let's focus on the creator, not the created. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I, I have to remind myself often, and this is something that I do say to myself most weeks, if not every week, I didn't walk into this place with anything I wasn't given. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, you know, even if it was something I had to work for, well, the right. Lord gave me the ability to work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to, to look at myself and go, all right, man, you're coming with all these tools, but they're borrowed. <laughs> they may not last forever. You've had them for a long time. Yeah. You've been blessed to get to work on them. Now you use them to glorify the one who gave them to you. Yeah, that's good. Bro. Um, you know, and, and that's one of the other things um, I encourage everybody on stage to sing um, everything. Yeah. So every solo is a soli. We just push, we just push one voice forward, maybe in the mix. Um, because when you've got amazing, talented people on your, on your platform, it's really easy to play your guitar and watch the show and go, wow, man, Kelly sure is singing this song. Good. I better play the right chords. No worship tunes have lyrics that point you to the cross. And I think everybody on that platform needs to be pointed in that direction too. And to celebrate the gift giver, not the one who is sharing that gift. Yeah, that's so good, man. Do you have, so in this couple of years that you've been in this new mode of life, have you 
had any days or nights when you missed the other world? Sure. Absolutely. And what do you miss about it? Well, um, I don't know. I miss, I, I think I just, I, I miss the, um, wow, that's, that's, that's very, very interesting. Okay. So let let me, let me just, I'm going to bring you a a little bit of a longer way. Okay. Um, (laughs) when I, when I had that, that, that breakdown that night that, you know, listen to episode one, if you want to hear about it. Um, (laughs) uh, if when I had that night, um, I said, you know, I, I, I let my agent and my manager go and I resigned from Disney. Well, Disney said, no, Disney didn't let me resign. Oh, okay. So as I was leading worship at walk church, um, I actually started traveling back and forth and doing some Disney shows while I was doing, um, you know, uh, part-time, uh, work at, at walk, um, which was really, really cool. Um, and there is, there is something still about, you know, going, okay, all right, this time they can clap for me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's, it's still in there. Everybody's Um, got that. I think that's the thing. It's like, um, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing unless it becomes a bad thing. You know, if you get driven, driven by it rather than just appreciating it on occasion, it sure does fill the tank. Right. It really does. And you know, it's so funny over the next two weeks, I actually got a random call and I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a couple of gigs back in uh, one in California, one in Oklahoma city. And the funny, you know what it is now that they're an occasional little thing. When I get done with a show, when I get done with a gig, that is not a church gig. It's like, it's like, I just had some birthday cake. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want birthday cake every day. You don't yeah. want birthday cake every week, even. Yeah. But man, when you and you don't want to survive cake, on birthday on birthday cake. <laughs> Lord, no, no, you do not. Because <laughs> you can't survive on birthday cake, not for long. Um, but yeah, so that's. I think that's that's where it is. I mean, and you know, I I think that um, you know, if if all good things come from the Lord, mm. and there's something in your spirit that is that is fed by sharing your gifts on any platform. Um, then I, I don't see that there's an issue, but yeah, when it starts being about feeding your ego or self-aggrandizement or bringing, uh, bringing for lack of a better term, worship on yourself, sure, that's when it becomes a, uh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you had years and years of that. And so like the Lord really had to break that of you. Cause you look at most performers who have any success at all. I mean, they're 80 years old trying to get people to look at them still, you know, and they go through some crisis of life when people quit looking at them, you know? All right. So before we go, any other, any other things that are different, like worship, uh, things that are different from leading worship and performing that, that stand out to you? Well, um, I think the team aspect is really, um, Mm. is very, very different. You know, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, if you're a leader in a rock band, um, people are going to do their job because they're getting paid. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're making money. They're taking care of their family. And even if they hate your face, they're going to come and they're going to do their best. Why? Because Mm. they get to eat. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there doesn't need to really be like, you don't need to be, you know, friends or in, you know, any kind of, you know, there doesn't need to be any kind of closeness or any kind of real connection, um, with your band. Now it helps. You can, you can definitely see when there's a chemistry, when there's a connection, um, but it doesn't have to be that I mean, yeah. you can, you know, if you've got two or three people who are really close in the band and everybody else is a hired gun, you're going to do well, you're going to be fine. Okay. Um, in the world of worship, 
that pastoral element is the the pastoral part is 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 key. It's everything. Yeah. Um, in most of our situations, um, you know, we're our teams are full of people who have you know full time jobs, families, other things that they have to do. They're not trying to get up on stage and 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 make you know rock and roll a career, right? Yeah. Um, what motivates them to come into this into this building and, and give their time? Um, you know. It, they love the Lord. Yes. But you could also assume that everybody who's sitting in the seats out, you know, out in the congregation on Sunday loves the Lord. Yeah. Only the Lord truly knows the heart. So what causes the people on your team to, uh, to come in and to serve and to take a tough note or Mm -hmm. to take correction or to, you know, or to use their time during the week to practice, you know, what causes them to do that? Um, well, I think, you know, taking care of them and, and, uh, and, and, uh, taking care of them and communicating with them pastorally, praying for them, reaching out, knowing their family, knowing their stories, mm-hmm. creating that relationship, um, you know, honoring their time, you know, saying if rehearsal is going to be from six 30 to eight, it's from six 30 to eight, you're done. Yeah. Right. right. And if you're going to go over gracefully ask guys, we're going to go over by 15 minutes and honor their time, honor the things that they bring to the table. I think, um, 360 degrees of honor. I learned that from pastor Hyden Ratner at walk, yeah, you honor up, you honor down, you honor all around. That's good. Um, and that's that you don't need to do that in the, in the professional world because their honor comes on Friday. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they look at their direct deposit, ah, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, in this context, it really is all about relationship. It's really all good. about taking care of your folks and making sure that they feel like they're valued. Yeah. Um, and not just that they feel like they're valued, they need to be valued. If you don't value your team, um, give them a couple weeks off, <laughs> do it all yourself. And then, <laughs> and then you'll start to notice, Oh, wait a minute. That's why that that's why we have grumpy Steve playing bass. <laughs> <laughs> and then you love grumpy Steve when you see him again next month. You yeah. know what I mean? And you, and, yeah. and you find out why grumpy Steve is grumpy. Yeah. Is it because he doesn't have the right kind of coffee on Sunday? Well, get yourself a Keurig or something and, and make sure he's got the right kind of coffee. You know, I think um, that's another way that I, 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 I think my team sees that I, I appreciate them. Well, a lot of us want to spend our, our budgets, however big or however small on events or on equipment or on, man, I've, I have a, I have a decent sized budget and I would say I probably spend half of it on my people. Yeah. Half that's good, it. bro. That's you know, so just, good. And what, what do I mean? I, I bring in breakfast or I, I cater so, lunch. You know, or, I love that because, you know, I, most of the people that listen to this podcast are, you know, smaller churches, part-time people, all that kind of stuff. And, and they probably want to fight for a budget where they can buy the new, you know, buy the new soundboard or buy the better mics or buy the better, you know, video, whatever for streaming and stuff. But like, I love what you're saying. Cause you, you're probably be, I'm going to fight for my budget so that I can bless the people that are actually making all of this possible. Yeah. My soundboard doesn't matter if I don't have if a you team. don't have a team to turn the sound up. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah, like we just, you know, we fought for a green room and we got one. I, I, I took shelves off of walls, opened up the room and it was yeah. a dark little room, but we put some couches in there and it's like, yeah. all right, this yeah. is a spot this weekend. I blew out the last bit of my budget buying furniture and paint and brightening up the room. And when people came on Sunday, they were like, what? Hey, there's That's a place awesome. I can hang my jacket. There's a place I can sit there. Are- I love that high school lockers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just, just little things to show guys. I see you. I appreciate you. I wish I could pay everybody on my 50 
person team, but I can't. Yeah. Um, but there are ways that we can show like, Hey, look, there's a, t- there is a snack table out in the lobby for everybody yeah. else, but this is, this is for you. This is yeah, your you're paying them or snacks. You're paying them just not in money. You know, that's the thing. They need to feel like they're getting paid. Uh, first of all, by Jesus for, you know, and they will, that's their own issue with him, but that's right. From you by appreciation. It's good. Hey, one last question for you. And that is this. If you were going to choose right now in your life, I know the answer to this question, but I with the why is the big part. I can either be Hamilton on Broadway right now, six nights a week, eight shows a week, or I can be leading worship in Lebanon, Ohio. Which one are you going to choose and why? I can't be Hamilton in Lebanon, Ohio, right? That's not, <laughs> there's no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, can I tell you, I'm, I'm right where I want to be. Okay. I'm right where I want to be. Um, if, if I wanted to uh, get back into that world, it's a phone call away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. There is, there is an, there's an emptiness connected to that for me. Mm-hmm. It's not there for everybody, but I think once the Lord identifies something in you and, uh, and, 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 and says, okay, all right. And you, I, I, you know, you, you said it in a great way. That's that, you know, that, that, that God will cause you to make a declaration and then be like, you sure? Yeah, that's right. Once he sees you're sure and he, mm-hmm. and he really, you know, kind of goes all in with you and he shows you what is real. And man, would it be fun to do that show for a little while? Sure. I, I'd, I'd miss it here. <laughs> I would want to come back. I'd miss my yeah. church. I'd miss my, my, my people. I'd miss serving. So yeah, uh, you know, in this season of life, I'm right where I need to be, right where I want to be. And uh, awesome. you know, if, if the season changes, well, you, you know me, I'm a goer when God says go, well, okay, I go. And I married a goer. <laughs> so yeah. if I say, Kelly, I was praying about it and it's been on my heart. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think we need to, you know, we, we need to move to, you know, <laughs> Siberia should be like, Oh man, pretty cold up there. Let's buy some jackets. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's the way it is. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that the Lord has operated in, in my life, um, season by yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and in mm-hmm. this season, I'm right where I want to be. You know, I love that. I love, I love your answer to that question. Cause it has nothing. To, <laughs> I mean, it's the, ah, it's the only right answer, Jason, but I just illuminate it. So everybody understands what Jason just said here. And that is, Jason just said that the best thing in life is to follow the will of Jesus for your life. And that's it. You know, if he says, do this, that's where home is. That's where, that's where success is. That's where satisfaction is all that kind of stuff. And if we get outside of that lane to go chase something that just we want, then, um, certainly satisfaction's not there, you know, long-term, long-term hope and those sorts of things. So that's a good word, brother. Well, man, I'm thankful for your journey, Jason. I'm thankful for our long friendship. And I'm thankful that um, I'm thankful that you um, in the very meandering and crooked uh, path that God's had you on, that you feel so good about where you are in this moment, in this day. And, yes, sir. and this has been very helpful, I think, for us to just have this conversation for a couple of sessions. So thanks for your time. Thanks, Austin. Love you, brother. All right, man. You too. All right. Thanks for listening again to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. And uh, be sure to subscribe and leave a leave a, a note there about how you like the podcast so other people can get a chance to hear it as well. So we love you. God bless you. See you next Tuesday.